Welcome to Still Talking Uncut. I'm your host, Big Easy, joined by my co-host, Sean Rigsby. Um, sorry he wasn't here last week. You know whose fault it was, so we won't even say it. Um, <laughs> we're, we're honored enough to be joined by a special guest, you walk. Welcome to the show, my man. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good, guys. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. It's a pleasure. It's our pleasure. Yeah. It's starting to stink a little, little bit. I was starting to wonder what that smell was. Hey, it, are you in a small room? No, that's pretty good. That, that could be what it is. But what <laughs> hey, you, you must be smelling worse than normal. <laughs> I see you got to move back inside from the garage today, Sean. Like you must have out of the doghouse. No, at least onto the porch. Yeah. Uh, as soon as it warms up, that's where I'm heading. <laughs> Hey, it, was, it was decent today. It was decent today. I had the doors off. It was decent outside today. Yep. So. What, what was it like down there today, Ewok? Uh, it was pretty decent today. Uh, I ran around most of the day with just a t-shirt on, no flannel. Uh, <laughs> I'm in a – yesterday, reverse went out of my truck. Just <laughs> like That's no warning, no slipping. <laughs> I had to do some research and come to find out it's probably this thing called an LPS that's under the filter. And I want her to change transmission fluid anyway. So uh, just research I did on a Nissan Xterra. That's the deal. If it just goes out, most of the time that's what it is. Yeah. Well, I was going to say if uh... – you need a transmission guy you know there's one well not ne- not necessarily nissan but i'm sure rick wouldn't mind driving a few hours north <laughs> hey you know if we get rick to work on it that'd be all the better than i wouldn't have to that's right i know the feeling there man but uh so easy you want to go ahead and uh, get started with what we normally do yeah uh, we done saw you bush light apples you got over there sean is that all you're rolling tonight no I'm sad. I know you was lucky enough to have the day off today. Not everybody had a day off today. So, yeah, government job. It, it usually works out pretty well for that. But uh, <laughs> also drinking on some of this Pabs Hilltop Distillery. It's uh, in Bainbridge. Uh, a guy named Chris uh, Lewis, Christopher Lewis, and I think his brother, uh, Mark Lewis. Ewok, you may know them. I don't know. Um, it sounds familiar. Yeah, they're both from, <clears throat> well, Bainbridge, I'm pretty sure. But uh, they opened up a little distillery. They run one of uh, Kevin's 110-gallon pots. Nice. So anyway, that's what I'm drinking on, just a little bit of that. And, of course, the old trusty bush apple. Old trusty, huh? Did you, uh, did you go over there? You went over Saturday, didn't you? Yes. That distillery? Nice. Yep. Oh, yeah. Just hung out, checked it out, and. Talked about a few things, you know, the normal. But. Normal stuff, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get a little bit more in-depth story, but uh, what, what you drinking on over at Ewoks? You got you a big old jar of something that's real nice. So we started out, there was only half a jar here, and it's uh, of my tea liquor, and I mixed some lemonade with it. You say tea? Uh, tea. Okay. Hell Yeah. You, you ain't never heard of my tea liquor, Sean? 
I've not. I've heard of the apple are pie. You are, are, you, are you coming to the winter jam? Nah, no. Nah, we'll be at the summer one, not the winter one. Well, I might have some at the summer jam, too. Uh, Let me know. Yeah, man. You, I just I ferment sweet tea, and then I run it off and put a little bit of tea or some of the tea wine, yep. whatever you want to call it, tea beer, in a pump, and it tastes like unsweet tea. <laughs> it, it's banging. Uh, mix it with some lemonade, and that's the way to go, I think. Uh, Palmer style, huh? Nice. Yep. And it, you take a uh, a Long Island iced tea and you substitute the vodka for this. It really makes it pop. Hell yeah! I ain't a real big fan of vodka myself, but I'm sure anything <laughs> else would be good. What are you drinking, Ian? <laughs> I rock. <laughs> you got you caught me off guard now. That was a good one, Sean. Yeah, I mean, I busted out some of our boy Bennett's bourbon I had left over from he dropped off at the party. So um, I figured last time I drank some ancient age, and I didn't much care for that. So I figured there's only one ancient age. It's a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. No, but I like that stuff. Bennett made a little better. So I'm drinking on what I had his left, what I had left of his this evening. So oh yeah. Don't blame me at all. So, Chris, tell us a little bit, man, uh, how you got started, if you had anyone in your family that did it, or, you know, or kind of just what got you going. Well, there's some crazy stories that weave in and out of that. Uh, when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to be part of it. My, I had family that made it, and I wasn't allowed to be around it because it came very clear after I got my driver's license, why I wasn't allowed to be part of it. Uh, and I hadn't been driving a month, got pulled over, shut down, uh, everything stripped out of a car. <laughs> and I was like, ah, so now I understand. Uh, then quite a few years ago, my cousin and I, we decided that we were going to pick up the family tradition because it kind of, died out of the family and uh, we got some help from an uncle that had made liquor uh, that had been busted several times and his last time he promised law that he'd never make liquor again and he was a man of his word the man never <laughs> made liquor again but oh, he sure he sure as the hell was his exact words we asked for pointers he said, there's no such thing as pointers. He said, if you want to know, he said, I'll teach you the right way. And he worked with us about two times. Then that was it. And that, that's all stretching out of my, my stepdad's side of the family. Mm -hmm. uh, my biological dad, uh, I am alive because of illegal liquor. He got caught uh, running liquor and had the uh, he had the choice to go to prison or go to Vietnam. He went to Vietnam. And while he was in Vietnam, he decided he could make a career out of the military. He was in western North Carolina doing training in the mountains and met my mom. And nice. Yeah, nine months later, here I come. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
So were you a surprise or, uh, you know? Oh, it was a surprise. I mean, we all accidents. I don't know anybody who was like, my parents playing for me. I was playing. Everybody I've ever met is always like, oh, it just happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes, you know. Like, Dad's pullout game was weak. <laughs> Here I am. Right. So, <laughs> thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But uh, so what was the first thing you ever ran? Or tried to run, or, or tried to ferment. I guess I don't know. You know, I had issues early on with that. Was fermenting myself. Well, the fermenting came along pretty easy because I already made some wine. Okay. Uh, so I was in the brandies first, and that makes sense. Uh, Might as well start with the best stuff first. You know? <laughs> that's exactly what I figured. Yeah. Uh, and I still like making brandies to this day. But then I like doing stuff like this tea. Mm-hmm. And I've got another run of tea that's ready to run. I should probably run it tomorrow, hopefully. And then I've got a coffee rum that's fermenting right now, which is the same recipe that Lawrence has for doing my legal label. Looking forward to that. Do you know when that's going to come out? Or uh, That or one is already right out. Okay. And... Uh, he's getting ready to come out with my uh, oat whiskey. Ooh, I like oats. Man, I as far as grains go, I am a huge oat guy. Yeah. What what uh, distillery is that going to be at? Uh, Flat Rock Distillery. Yeah, Lawrence Pritchard's up there, uh, two, about two hours uh, north of us. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to run up there. I know me, you, Matt, and Noble, we're all talking about going up there. So, you know, that's more incentive. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. And no questions asked. There's, I'm very happy that I'm with Lawrence. Man, he does shit the right way. He doesn't shortcut nothing. Uh, if it isn't a good liquor, he's not going to produce it and sell it. Yeah. That's the way to do it, man. You know, um, how long have you been doing oats? Or is that one of your just favorite things as, as far as grain goes? Or is that just. It's my favorite thing as far as grain goes, but now that comes from a family recipe. Uh, It's actually a recipe that's been made in some way, shape, or form. There's been slight modifications made through the years, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Came from Ireland with my family. Okay. Oats were a lot easier to get a hold of than corn was. Well, and yeah, and back then, that's you know what it was about. It wasn't about what what was what tasted the best. It was what was available. You know, right? I feel like, and uh, then they kind of went from there, add different things, or I feel like that's where a lot of mountain brandy come from. So, you know, maybe to kind of, you know, the season they were in, and you know, the, the grain they had, and they just kind of supplemented, stretching that fruit. You know, mm-hmm. stretching that fruit, and, and you know, the fruit would come out depending on what season it was. You know, what fruit was coming off at that time of the year. Yep. Um, so, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, you were on Appalachian Outlaws there for, for a stint, weren't you? Or the I was. That's, that's the gin yeah, that, 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 right? The, I knew it. it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and I, I never got around to asking Sean. I knew it. And I, I, I knew I saw you on the, uh, the jinx. And I loved that show. I was pissed. Yep. They canceled it. I enjoyed that yep. show. That was the, I'll be seeing you, Georgia. 
<laughs> you know what? You dropped dude off. You dropped dude off ginseng and uh, and boated on away, didn't you? Oh, that was the funniest shit I've ever seen. Hey man, I got death threats over that shit, and people wanting to whoop my ass. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. I don't care. You know, like, I ain't hard to find, man. You want it? Come get it. <laughs> well, there was a guy sent me a message on Facebook, and it it said, "I am going to come to Tennessee and cut your throat for leaving Greg Shook on the side of the river." Damn. I messaged you back. I said, "Hey, buddy." I was like, "If you're serious, you let me know." I will give you the address to the house. <laughs> Anytime somebody's got, got beef, I'm like, look, man, I go to the Hillbilly Jam every year. So if you got beef, I ain't hard to find. I'm easy to see. So you got a problem, let's get it. If not, then, you know. Yeah, you get uglier every year, too. That's right. So, you know, like, look, man, we fighting or fucking. It's one or the other. There's no in-between. <laughs> so, <laughs> you make that choice, you know. Like, is that what you want to come for? <laughs> well, Jesus Christ. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, man, I really, really, really liked doing that show, man. Uh, that production team was so easy to work with. Uh, they didn't have a whole lot of bo- – I had two clauses in my contract, and that was it. Really? Yep. I could not do a competing ginseng show. No, that there were two like here on out, or is that for like a certain amount of years? That was, that was just during my run on that show. Oh, okay. Uh so there were two other ginseng shows that were on at that time, uh, Smoky Mountain Money, and there was another one. But uh, I couldn't be on either one of those. They, yep. they weren't as big. I, I remember hearing of the Smoky Mountain Money. Um, I never heard it. I didn't know of a third one. I, I know the one, the Appalachian Outlaws, was the uh, the biggest one. Yes, it was. And I couldn't do porn. Damn. Neither could I. I'm that, sure I'm, I'm sure we all missed out on that one. <laughs> is that in your contract too, Sean? Yes, sir. Uh, right yep. on. Well, luckily, I don't but, have yeah, a that, contract. Huh? <laughs> it's a shame. <laughs> I don't have a contract anywhere. Yeah, so. And then plus, like uh, any merchandise I made, if I put Appalachian Outlaws or History Channel on the merchandise, they got a percentage but as long as it didn't say Appalachian Outlaws or history, I got to keep all the money. Okay. Oh yeah. Now did from the the not saying who, but from all the production companies you've worked with before, is that the one you would choose? Oh, by far the best. No if ands or buts. That's fair. Yeah. They paid a hell of a lot better too. <laughs> So you're saying they follow through with what they tell you? <laughs> yeah, and and Look, in all fairness, outlaws, I, go ahead. And, and the outlaws, they paid you per day of filming. Oh, really? Yes. So you got paid for every day you filmed, and it wasn't per episode you're on, like another TV show. Sorry, I'm, I'm laughing at a comment over here. I don't know if you can see it or not. You're better off. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, what I was gonna say is that you know my qualm isn't with the production company necessarily. On my end, it's the the other part of it. Hey, I understand that, but you know the production company could have your back, and they don't. Well, 
that's uh that's a conversation for another time but you know <laughs> next question right <laughs> you got a next question next man question. next question next question so uh what what's your favorite thing to make what do you enjoy making i have a new one that has become a favorite uh and that's just because of the thing how it came to me uh it is a true prohibition era recipe uh back three years ago now uh they told my wife's grandfather that he had six months to live he lived for two years but uh when they told him he was dying he comes out to the family and tells them how he used to make liquor back in the day uh he quit making liquor when my mother-in-law was three. Oh wow he sent, mailed us, and we've got it in a frame at the house, a recipe that was his recipe. That's what he made. And that's how long ago this was written on a piece of paper. The paper's yellowed. Uh, the writing is kind of faded. Uh, I took more than one picture of it. I've got it written down in another book. Uh, I really didn't know how good it would come out because – it has a pretty high sugar content for what it is. Uh, but man, is it, it makes really, really good whiskey. Uh, this past time I made it, I took some uh, some charred oak stick, uh, oak chips and put them in a tea ball and I rapid charred it. And of course, we all know that totally changes flavor profile in doing that. Mm -hmm. But uh it really, really brought the rye out. It really made the rye pop. Uh, I'm not much of a rye myself, man myself. Uh, but the guy that I gave that jar to uh, said he thought it was probably the best charred liquor that he had ever drank. Hmm. Interesting. It's, uh, it's got a little bit of corn, a little bit of barley, a little bit of rye, and a bunch of sugar. But uh, it really it comes out with a really, really nice finish. It's, it's pretty clean tasting. You don't have a lot of the burn from the sugar. Mm -hmm. So um, do you know if, if, say, that recipe was ran one time and done, like with a thumper or without one, or did he rerun it? Do you know? Anything like uh, that? He probably would run it twice. Uh, and every time I've ran it, I've ran it traditional pot still with no thumper. Mm-hmm. Just uh, one time, or did you strip it and then rerun it, or is it just uh, done? I've done it both ways. I've done it I rerun. I've stripped it and then rerun it, and I've just ran it one time. And truthfully, I think the the flavor came out better just running it one time. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yep. So do you like to proof your liquor, say, 100 or 90, or do you like yours a little higher, like 120? or? So if it's a, if it's a whiskey-type liquor, somewhere between 90 and 100, no more than 100, uh, usually a little less. Uh, like with brandies, usually 85, maybe 90, but probably closer to that 85 range. Uh, this tea liquor, uh, it's usually between 85 and 90 where I proof it. 
Uh, the yeah. coffee will probably be a 90 because that's where uh, we do it with Lawrence. Okay, yep. Um, so I got a question. Do you have a one of those stories that to where moonshine almost killed me? Stories. Or you got hurt doing it or... I, I don't I have one where I've been... I, I, I don't have one where uh, it almost killed me. That's good. Knock on wood. I guess it was about 2002. Pretty sure it was 2002. Uh, back when I was racing cars. Uh, I wasn't running that weekend. And we're at Newport Speedway. And, you know, I'm quite a bit younger than, of course. You know, <laughs> we're talking about, you know, uh, 21 years ago. And uh, I did argue with a cop over a jar of liquor. Uh, wound up, he just took my jar of liquor is all he did. He didn't take me to jail, thank goodness. He tried to... <laughs> yeah, he drank that liquor. Yeah, you you damn right. That's what he did. But uh, we're we're sitting there on the tailgate of a truck, and in the corner, parked in the corner. Don't think twice about it. You know, it's Cop County, Tennessee, and <laughs> Deputy comes walking up. He goes, "What you got in that jar?" And I was like, "It ain't water." <laughs> he goes. He goes, well, that's illegal. I was like, well, I ain't making it. I was like, I'm just drinking it. He goes, well, that don't make it legal, does it? I was like, well, I don't know if that makes it illegal. He goes, son, that makes it illegal. I was like, how can it be illegal for me to just drink it? Well, you're in possession of it, blah, blah, blah. And I went back and forth with him for 20 minutes arguing that I wasn't breaking the law. But finally, he took my jar of liquor and he just left me alone, so... That's uh, half the battle right there. It's being left alone, you know. Right. A lot of a lot of people ask us to be left alone. A lot of people just do it in their fucking driveway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see it in the driveway that all was, the time, that, man. That was not a, a dig either, Phil. <laughs> that was a walking. dig at me. Hey man, I, I ran apple brandy in a driveway once. Like I, yeah, man, you didn't know. <laughs> You didn't know what's what. You just like, wow, we're running right in the driveway. We don't give a shit. School buses driving past. It's just how it goes sometimes, man. Like, and now you know, like, damn, I was stupid. <laughs> I'm still stupid, but I was extra stupid. <laughs> you know, you, you know, learn it. Go ahead. I only did the big ballsy move like that once. And that was at the beginning of COVID when there was no hand sanitizer to be found. Uh, our sheriff at that time, which I was friends with before he was sheriff, uh, and I promised him I'd never make liquor in his county because I liked him. Didn't want to, didn't want to lie, so to speak. Uh, but anyway, uh, he asked me if I could make hand sanitizer, and I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "You know, I was like, I've already done some research. Came up with a recipe." on how to mix it, etc. He goes, well, the county has no hand sanitizer. Hmm. And I said, well, I, now. I, promised, I promised you I'd never make alcohol in your county. He said, 
this is different. And, uh, man, I, I sit still up right in front of the house, right in the front yard. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, might as well, like, you know, you get, you get a free pass to show your balls. You better, you better pop them out and show the world. Hey, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I said, I'm having yeah, a man. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. God and everybody can see it going up the road across the creek from me. Nice. And, uh, I'm surprised that people lining up uh, down the road. And then taste, uh taste this hand sanitizer and tell me what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took the hand sanitizer and I when I took it, I went to our EMA office, our emergency management office. I said, All right, I was like, this is for the county fire department, the volunteer fire departments, the sheriff's office, and for the rescue squad. I was like, this is not for county officials. I was like, they are not out on the front line. These other guys are. And that's where it went. It went to the county fire department, the volunteers. And then uh, I made 15 gallons of hand sanitizer for the state of Tennessee for the eastern district of the Division of Forestry. So every forestry uh, office in the east Tennessee counties uh, got hand sanitizer and then Five gallons I made and sent to Fort Hood, Texas. Had a buddy that worked at a PX there, and they couldn't get hand sanitizer. So you know, if they couldn't get hand sanitizer through the federal government, shit yeah. was real. But yeah, yeah. So I believe the amount of people that really stepped up for that, you know, um, all these distilleries and a lot of them now are saying, you know, we got all this surplus of hand sanitizer, so we can't do anything with it. So just they're trying to give them away now. Mm-hmm. Moonshiner saved a day during COVID. Kept yes, they free. did. It's funny how that works. They needed till they're needed, you know? Or they're not wanted until they're needed. Exactly. Yep. But uh, So you said something about forestry, man. Uh, I know you got a lot of history and uh, that world, I guess, you know? Tell us a little bit about that and your and your fire uh, history. You know, man, I, I, I really, really like fighting fire. Uh, I like it almost as much as being a whitewater rap guide. Uh, you know, I've, I've fought fire all over the country now. Uh, see, officially, I fought fire in Tennessee, North Carolina. New Mexico. Oregon, Washington, California, officially, unofficially, in Nevada and Arkansas. And by unofficial, that means uh, just came upon a wildfire and jumped in and started helping. And everybody's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> well, I'm a sticky fucker. Uh, That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, 2018, I was coming home. I was driving home, driving through Nevada, and I seen a smoke plume out in the distance. And I said, like, oh, so this boy's going to get on one today. And I keep keep driving, and I'm coming up, and off the westbound side of the interstate, uh, it's this raging grass fire. And I'm doing the one thing that we get pissed off at people for doing. I'm 
I'm watching it as I drive, and by the time this wild wave fire engine comes zipping past me in the hammer lane, hits and goes across the median and to the far side and pulls over on the median on the westbound lane, and I just rip it to the median on the eastbound lane, walk around the back of the truck, put on my Nomex, uh, cross the interstate and come around the back of their truck as they're starting to roll hose off the truck, and the engine captain was like, who the hell are you? I was like, man, I was like, I'm on my way home to Tennessee. I was like, I've been on several fires out in California. I was like, I thought you boys might use a hand. And then come to find out, it's the same thing. They're just traveling with water, and it wasn't yeah. their fire either. Huh. And we beat it back off the interstate. We kept it from jumping the interstate. And about that time, the, the Bureau of Land Management got there with uh, – 20-man hand crew and helicopters started dropping water. And so we made our departure. And then this past year, coming back from California, uh, see a smoke plume in the distance. We ain't got any damn water in our truck because we're driving from California, taking the truck back to Florida. And it's a Jeep on fire on the side of the road. And it spread through the grass, about to hit the woods, and it was drier than a popcorn fart out there. And my two engine crew and I were out there on hand tools. We get a line around it and keep it from backing into the woods and uh, fire spotting everywhere, getting into the median. And we have to keep chasing fire, putting little lines around it, putting fire out. And finally, the fire department got there with water, and they, they put the end to it. And then uh, 45 minutes down the road, over a quarter to a half mile distance, there's six fires on the side of the road. And we're chasing those. Damn. And uh, finally, the fire department got there and caught those. Uh, so, yeah. So, Arkansas, that's another unofficial for me. But, Hell, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I like doing it. It's exciting. I've been in some pretty tight spots, and then I've had some assignments where uh, I didn't do a damn thing. Just show up? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, in 2001, the last fire I was on, uh, they had a hazard tree mitigation where they was going through an area that had already burned and dropping fire-damaged trees that were, could compromise the road. And uh, we pulled a truck across the road to stop traffic from going through, and I was the medic for the operation. But basically for 21 days, I was a road guard. Okay. Hell yeah. But then there's been times that it's been elbows and assholes the entire time. <laughs> elbows. Man, that kind of sounds like my work. Well, what I used to do, we, we would never really – busy but then when we were it was elbows and assholes but i'm always an asshole so i guess you know they just we added elbows to that well you know we can tell by the smell we could see it <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't chimed in in a while so i had to get one in there I can't hurt my feelings one of these days easy. Sean's throwing a couple my way, and I was just over here taking it. So, <laughs> how it goes. <sighs> oh, man. But, uh, so, do you, are you, are you a person that likes to, 
like one run and done kind of thing, or do you like to rerun things, or does it depend on what you're running? Or depends on what What's I'm running. Uh, I, I'm getting ready to try to sour mash this tea run. Ooh. I've okay. never done that before. Uh, I'm gonna see how it comes out. Yeah, uh, save my wash, cool it, throw it back in, add a little more sugar to it, reyeast it, and see what happens. So, how come? Go ahead. Uh, copper or stainless? Uh, I prefer copper. My man. Uh, my small steel is all copper. Uh, but man, I got a hell of a deal on a 120 gallon pot that. Uh, it's stainless, but the pot itself is stainless. Everything else is copper. Nice. I'm, ain't nothing wrong with that. Not at but, all. You know, yeah, man. I got good memories so, on a big old stainless pot. So. <laughs> I was sitting at work one day, and somebody messaged me and uh, said, hey, and sent me a link to this Facebook marketplace, and it was this big stainless steel pot. I've heard this story and, before. <laughs> and it was like, hey, man, uh, make an offer. This is, sounds so, very similar. <laughs> hey. I messaged the lady and uh, almost immediately got a message back with a phone number. And I called and you know, she kind of told me, she goes, really, I really don't know what I've got. Uh, this thing was in a barn. They had bought the piece of property. It was buried in a pile of hay. The barn started to fall in. They started going to the barn, going through it, trying yeah. to find stuff that was worth yeah. something. And I actually got that one, and I got a, a copper pot from her that somebody had not popped the, the cap on. It kind of caved in. Uh, it's sitting in the front yard. It's going to be a water feature. I haven't got it all put together yet, but that's what it's going to be. Uh, but anyway, so I tell her, I was like, hey, man, I, was like, I, can't, I can't come look at it today, but I can come tomorrow. She goes, if you're really interested, I'm going to mark it sold. She goes, because I just, I just keep getting messages on it. Mm -hmm. Marketplace is a hard place to sell stuff. It, is, it <laughs> sucks. It sucks trying to sell shit on there. It does. So I went over the next afternoon. She met me out in the driveway and we started walking up to the barn. And I told her, I was like, listen, man, I was like, if this thing, if I think this thing's worth more than what I've got with me, uh, I'll just tell you what I think it's worth and I won't try to shit you out of it. She's like, really? I was like, yes, ma'am. And as soon as we walked up on that steel, I was, cause I had $500. I was like, and I, was, I walked around and I looked at it and I was like, ma'am, I just can't give you what this is worth. She goes, really? She goes, well, what do you think it's worth? I was like, hmm. I was like, I think your bottom dollar should be $1,000. I was like, but the right person comes, you might get $1,500 or $2,000 out of this thing. Mm -hmm. She was like, really? And I was like, yes, ma'am. So we're standing there BSing. Her son comes walking up. And he's like, hey, you know, you go buy it. And his mom's like, no, he says you can't give us what it's worth. And the son's were like, well, what do you think it's worth? And his mom goes, $1,000. No, man, that's your bottom dollar. It's worth more than that. And the son was like, well, how much money have you got? I said, $500. He goes, meet us in the middle at seven and it's yours. 
And I was like, hmm. That's a magic number, it sounds like to me. I was like, <laughs> no, I was like, these, I, I these can't. stories are similar, man. It's yeah. Wild. <laughs> it's wild. I, I was like, I can't say yes. I was like, I gotta go home and talk to my wife first. And the lady was like, really? You can go home and talk to your wife first over $200? So I was like, yes, ma'am. I was like, we're a team. I was like, we agreed at $500. And she was like, honey, she goes, you come back tomorrow. She goes, I don't care if you bring 500 or you bring 700 She goes, that is yours. She goes, you don't know how much you just impressed me by saying you had to talk to your wife first that you were a team. I went back the next day with $700 and two jars of liquor. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's cool as shit. Some jars of liquor worth their weight in gold. So, <laughs> they really are. Um, so, was that stainless pot used for a still prior? Like, could, did you have to do anything to it or could you tell? Uh, uh, so, there were pieces that were missing, of course. The, uh, the thumper was there. <laughs> But the downpipe and the thumper was missing. Uh, there was no condenser there. Uh, I had the it, it came out a two inch out of the top and stainless, mm -hmm. and then it knotted, and I had that cut off uh, by James Hatfield, and he put me a copper on the top of it with two inch furl. Nice. So I can go whatever direction I want to go if I want to run it to a thumper, if I want to put a stripping tower on it. And I got a, got a really, really nice dual use uh, from James that I can either I can either strip hell out of it with it or uh, I can just use it as a pot still head. Okay. And so... Yeah, so, so and, and it, it was go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, man, it's a uh, hell that hell, it's almost as tall as me. I mean, that's not saying a lot, but you know, damn it, uh, <laughs> about four or five backs <laughs> right there. <laughs> but you know, once you put that thing on the top of a steel that's already chest tall to me. You know, I about got to have a ladder to work it. <laughs> well, that's a that's a, that's a real interesting story because he what he was hinting at. I don't know if you. I don't think I've seen. I don't know if I told you or not, but anyway. So when was it easy? Was it last year or the year before? I think it was the year before. It's it sat for a while. But anyway, so this guy I know from town. He, his wife had posted a still on uh, Marketplace. <clears throat> it was said to be uh, 150 gallons. Said to be. It was not. So if you're watching this, Matt. But anyway. <laughs> it was not 150 gallons. <laughs> we tried I put it. 80 anyway. gallons in that son bitch and had that much room left in it. <laughs> but anyway, so I messaged her and she's like, here's my husband's number. So I called him. He was like, yeah, well, it was 2000, I think, on it. And uh, he was like, man, he said, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. If you don't buy it, I'm probably going to take it to the scrapyard. I said, well, just hold up a minute. That sounds like the price just went 
Way down. Way down. Way down. <laughs> and uh, so he said, we just come over and take a look at it. So I went over and took a look at it, pulled in his driveway. He's got 355-gallon stainless drums in, his, in the bed of his truck. And so, of course, you know, I stopped there. <laughs> and he walks out, and I'm looking at them, and we get to talk. And he's like, well, come on in here and look at these, or look at this pot. So I went in there and started looking at it. I said, what do you got to have out of it? He's like, well, you build stills, don't you? I said, yeah. He goes, well, you take everything I got today for 700 bucks, and you build me a cake still. I was tripping to get my fucking wallet out of my pants fast enough. Right. <laughs> so I brought, I got them. I got that pot. I think it was a 35-gallon thumper, uh, a, a worm. It messes me egg. like, bro, you'll never guess. What I yeah. well, you never guess what just happened, <laughs> but it's that for a while, and finally I got to building it, and we ran it a few times, and it's yeah. over in West Virginia now. It's got another right on. big old bird so, tube in it, and all. Yep, but that's, uh, that's just yeah. why you know it starts a marketplace. Like, oh, buddy, sent me a link. I checked it out. Seven hundred bucks, big stainless pot. I ran the shit out of it. And it was it was it was real nice, man. I'll send you a picture of stuff. But it had the conical bottom on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It had a flat top. Had three legs. All you had to do slide burners under it, and you're ready to go. Yeah, we had two generators nice. underneath that bad dude in that little building. Hot. Oh, that building was a sauna. It was the middle <laughs> of the winter, and I'm standing half in and half out. Like, look, man, this is this is too much. <laughs> 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 but anyway, so um, back to you. So. uh Y'all were on TV recently. Well, not well, it was a while ago. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, how that got started. How I mean, you you're talking about my, my 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 deal with Vane? Yes, is that what you're talking about? Yep, yep. Just gotta tell us a little bit about that. Well, so let's back up to how I how I originally met Van. Van is my brother. And I will go to war with a motherfucker over Van. Yep. No ifs, ands, or buts. And here's why. So when I was on the ginseng show, a uh, little distillery in Hartford, Tennessee, called Bootleggers, which they make excellent liquor. I've heard about them, yep. Uh, they, they did a label for me. Really? And okay. So... There was some guy online I'd posted a picture of the, the first jar that came off and got labeled. It's the jar that I gave my mom. Blah, blah, blah. It's a picture of me at the jar talking about my label, this and that. And I guess there's some guy talking shit. And Van took up for me without even knowing me. And then messaged me and it was Van and Jeff Edwards. Yep. And they 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 went to this guy's ass and defended me and didn't even know me. And they're the ones that messaged me and said, "Hey, this is going on." And yeah, that that is why I will go to war with a motherfucker over Van and not think twice about it. Nice. So anyway, so now we'll back up. So when the things that happened that Van wasn't going to film with uh, Brad or Jeff anymore. Uh, he told him, he said, man, he goes, I don't even want to walk. He said, because he walks real. 
And that's what brought me into the show. And then, uh, so we did our first wave of filming and we're doing our second wave of filming a couple weeks later. And that's our last day of filming and North Carolina alcohol law enforcement and the deputies roll in. <laughs> that's the last thing you want to see ever. Well, and I, as soon here's the crazy thing. So there's only one thing that they fictionalized for the show. And this is one thing that I'll give them this time. And that's how we <laughs> walked into it is that's the only thing that they fictionalized. Everything else about that bust was pretty much 100% legit. Uh, they had just did the filming with me where, you know, the little interview stuff where it's just you talking to the camera and I had went inside, changed clothes, was in a pair of shorts, my sandals, and I had just loaded six gallons of liquor in the back of the truck and covered it up. <laughs> he rolled out with and it, I, I'm assuming. <laughs> yep, and, and I'm walking around the front of the truck to go back and get my bags out of the house, and they come ripping into the driveway. I knew exactly what was happening. I done seen that shit happen before. I just went to sit down on the step. And yeah, wait. I know what's going on, man. Maybe if and, I'm cool, uh, it will beat my ass. <laughs> and the North Carolina alcohol LEO gets out of his truck. He goes, Are you Van Fields? I said, No, sir. <laughs> he said, Well, where's Van Fields? I was like, He's around here somewhere filming. They said, Well, what are you filming for? I was like, I can't tell you that. He said, I asked you what you were filming for. I was like, and I'm under a confidentiality contract and I can't say shit. I'm sorry. And by the time Van and the film crew comes walking around the corner of the house and Van goes, I'm Van Fields. And then on the show, you heard him say, you heard him say, tell them to turn the damn cameras off. And that was the recording of the North Carolina alcohol guy saying, tell him to turn the damn cameras off. So we're sitting in Van's workshop, and they said, well, you know, you, you've got a steel here. He's like, yeah, man, it's right down here in the woods. He's like, you'll come see it? He goes, ain't nothing in it but water. <laughs> and he comes back up there. Everything's all cool. They're getting ready to leave, and there was a jar of liquor sitting on the table that we'd used oh, for a shake yeah. test. <clears throat> and then that, that opened the door. It was on after that, and so they're not really they're not, not messing with the film crew. They're not messing with me. We're sitting in the shop, and the producer's like, "Hey, didn't you say that you were going to load liquor in the back of your truck?" <laughs> I did. He goes, "Let me see if I can't get you the hell out of here." And he calls the LEO over. He goes, "Hey, listen." He goes. Mr. Carswell has to get home and go to work tonight. And the uh, film crew's got a flight to catch out of Atlanta at 6 o'clock. Is there any way we can get out of here? He's like, oh, y'all got nothing to do with Mr. Phil's illegal operation. Y'all can go ahead and leave. <laughs> nice. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> I, so I'm shitting poodles still. Uh, you get out to the end of Van's Road, 
I would normally turn left to go home. But if you turn right in two miles, you're in Georgia. I sit there for, I don't know, it seems like 20 minutes trying to decide which way I was going to go. I don't know it wasn't nowhere near that long, but I turned right and went into huh. Georgia. I don't blame it. It's probably a safe bet getting out of, out of the state. Now, that's exactly what I figured. Were they sitting waiting on me somewhere? I doubt it. But they could have been. Better safe than sorry. <laughs> yep. It added about uh, an hour and a half, two hours to my drive, but I went to Georgia. <laughs> totally worth it. Hell yeah. Um, so was that – what were you guys running at? Well, what kind was that that you had loaded up? Was it just a corn liquor or a brandy or something like that? No, it was, it, was, uh, it was a corn run. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because he had, didn't they actually find a bunch of liquor there? Because I believe he was uh, busted. Well over fifty gallons. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. That's what I that's what I thought. It is what it is. But you know, and I've got to say that, that that North Carolina cop was all in all, he was pretty freaking cool. He could have taken Van to jail. But because he didn't bust us running, mm -hmm. uh, all they charged him with was possession of untaxed liquor. Yeah. And uh, so he spent some money getting out of it. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what it's all about. You know, they just want your money. Yep. They just want your money. That's what it's all and then the debt. And then the deputies are out there making selfies and shit. Taking pictures, yeah. I see Taking that. pictures, yep. I remember that. Well, you were there, weren't you? That uh, Thursday night at uh, Hillbilly Jam when we all got together up in the room over that. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. That was a very interesting evening. And, of course, uh, I won't give an exact name. <laughs> uh, I know where this is going. But there is a specific steel maker out of Kentucky that has a specific shape to the top of this steel head. Western Kentucky, if I might say. Western Western Kentucky at that. You know, the top of the steel comes to a point. Uh, yeah, don't deal with that son of a bitch. You, you'll wind up getting raided. Yep. Or something. Or something. <laughs> yep, but uh, so was that kind of, was that your, your guys' last time on there or uh, are you guys still under contract doing any filming or anything like that? Or uh, I haven't gotten a contract this year, but every year since then I've got I've got a letter that said that that they were going with their right to hold me for another contractual season. Uh, I haven't gotten anything this year, and I've usually already gotten it by now. Yeah, not saying I won't get it. That must have been a while uh, ago, ain't it? What three years? Two years? I don't know. Yeah this this should be my last year. I think last year should have been Van's last year that he was under contract. Okay. Yeah, because uh, you came in. Okay. And. Be truthful, I, I have tried to violate my contract and get them to 
violated. Really? I have tried my damnedest. Yeah, man. Because hmm. all I got to pay them to get out of it is what they paid me. Oh, hell. I don't know what they paid you, but I highly doubt that's a lot. $2,000. So, yeah, yeah man, I, I have tried to violate my contract because I will happily give them $2,000 to never have to deal with them again. Mm -hmm. Yep, see, that's, that's one thing that uh, our contract, I believe, it was not the five-year. I, I believe something like that is what you guys signed where you're with them for five years or something like that. Mm -hmm. Ours was just a year, but I believe it's either a year after the air date or a year after um, our liquor's released. I need to go back and look at it because if that's the case, well, I'm in it for five years either way. <laughs> right. Ouch. It's <laughs> a nice shot right there, Brandon. You, got, you had you a few good ones tonight, man. Get them in when you can, huh? But anyway, uh, actually, that's the only first one I, I tried to to dig into tonight. The ones prior to that, I actually was not trying to easy whether or not to see it that way or not. I'm going to be honest with you. That, that's definitely the way it comes across. It, it happens. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It's all good. <laughs> but uh, um, so do you have any future plans? Uh, because I have yet to see you in a documentary. Oh, yeah, there is a documentary. Okay. Uh, Moonshine and American Heritage on YouTube. Uh, Blake Elridge oh, okay. uh, did it. Yep. So bands, bands on there. Uh, man, they're, 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 uh, Lisa Lowry. Uh, I know Scott. Josh. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, several of us. Uh, that that is out. It's on YouTube and it's on Moonshine American Heritage's uh, Facebook page also. Okay. Now, do you plan on doing anything else like that? Any kind of? Um, I don't know. What What are your plans? I guess in the moonshine industry from here on out. Well, we we got something really cool getting ready to come up. Uh, so. You heard me say I'm at my wife's shop. Mm -hmm. uh, the building that connects to us uh, on the west side, uh, the folks that are in there now are getting ready to move to the building that's at the far end of the complex because it's builder, it's bigger. Uh, and they have a, uh, a wholesale store. But anyway, they're moving out of the store they're in. And, uh, you know, John Miller. I do. Uh, John Miller and I are putting a granary in there along with a satellite distillery for Flat Rock. Okay. Nice. So you're going to be under the Flat Rock name, kind of. And uh, see, I, I've teetered on that with, with Lawrence before um, as far as talking, just talking about it. So I got a general idea of what you're talking about. But uh, – I'll tell you what, man, I would love to see that happen. I would love to see that uh, happen. Especially with the crazy things that's happening here in Newport. Uh, downtown Newport was pretty much dead. A bunch of abandoned buildings, etc. Uh, downtown Newport's about to be revitalized. 
uh, just down the street from us, a new cannabis store just went in. Uh, right oh, yeah. now, of course, it's just CBD. Yeah. Uh, because we're not lucky enough in Tennessee for our politicians to be smart enough to <laughs> legalize THC. Uh, also, there's a brewery going in, uh, a coffee shop, a restaurant, and an axe throwing just a block down from us. Really? And a lady bought, there's an old church in the town, huge, huge, huge church. Uh, she's uh, going to do a remodel on it if the remodel is possible. If not, she's going to tear it to the ground and start again. But restaurants, shops, condos. Uh, she also bought, so we're on Broadway. And I don't know what you know about Newport. There's two main drags. There's, there's Main Street and there's Broadway. And there's a row of businesses between the two, but both of them are going east and west. And over on Main Street, there's a lady bought three buildings there that she plans on doing things with. So Newport's about to grow again, the downtown area. Uh, coming in ground floor, probably a good thing. Good. Yeah, so, I know this year, man, that's one of the things that we want to do because for the Hillbilly Jam, you know, we generally have been down there, you know, Thursday evening, Friday, and then we'll stay till Sunday, and then we'll roll over to Gatlinburg Sunday morning and stay there till Monday. But I would like to get down there and venture off into Newport, spend some time there, you know, just checking out everything, kind of supporting the town in a way. Right. You know, because we really – I don't know that we've ever really been there. Is that where uh, Kelly's Adventure Tours is at in Newport? Well, it's in Cosby, but just outside Cosby. of it. Between, okay. between Newport and Gallenberg. Okay. Okay, I know where you're at then. Yep. But, yeah, that's uh interesting little place. It's It's not as busy as what we would be used to, me and him, I feel like. Because it's just kind of the middle of nowhere. But do you, do you guys? I know you said uh, Digger had a, a grain store open down there for a while. But is that kind yeah, of what they, you guys are thinking of? Kind of not taking over, but in a way. Uh, well, he he has closed the granary. Uh, his wife expanded her store into it. Yep. And uh, so there's not a granary here anymore. And from this area. Your closest place to buy grains is either Knoxville, which is an hour plus west, Johnson City, which is an hour plus north, and Asheville, which is an hour plus east. Okay, so you're right dead smack in the fucking middle of where you, where you need to be for people to buy grain. And I've been selling grain here at the, at the, at the co-op, the artist co-op, and uh, I may have sold more stuff in the past two weeks than the artist have. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. They are using it to make art. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, that's what the ladies, because it's my wife and five other ladies are the primaries in it. Yeah. And when I, when I brought it up, I was like, you know, I was like, <clears throat> I was like fermenting, brewing, distilling. It, it's an art form. And they're like, Yeah. We agree. Hey, I hate to cut hate to cut anybody off, but I seen something over here. Ewok, is your boy's name Rain? Yes, it is. 
He just said he, he, uh, he just showed up and he said, sorry, he's late, but I just want to let you know. Hey, man, he's an awesome kid, man. He looks like me. Uh, he kind of acts like me. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> sorry. He, uh, he is supposed to be coming to Hillbilly Jam with me this coming week here. Nice. Uh, I'm excited about that for it to be his first Hillbilly Jam. And especially being a winter jam, because as you guys know, yep. it's much more personable during the winter. Yeah, it is. You get to talk to people more. It's it's way cooler in the winter than yep. the summer as far as getting to meet people and talk to people. Yeah, yeah. The summer jam, you better you better be in the same hotel with some people you want to hang out yeah. and talk to because it, it's just so busy. It's awesome, and it's definitely a great experience, but it's just so busy. It's not real personal. Like it's There's not enough time to meet. There's too many people for you to meet and shake their hands for it to be real personal. Yep. Right. And that's that's one reason, too, why I don't like to set up over on Moonshine Alley because I like to walk around, you know, and it's hard to walk around when you're standing over there and, you know, everybody lines up where Mark's at. Mark and, and uh, well, I guess just now Mark nowadays, but um, – where Mark's at, you know, then they come down and they hit everybody, all the master distillers there and all the moonshiners, Jerry and all them. So I just like to walk around. Yeah, I like to see who's going to fill my glass. <laughs> I like to find out who's going to fill my glass. Like I'm empty, who's got ice, and who's got free liquor for Big Easy. Fill this glass up. <laughs> right on. So uh, did you say Lawrence has made coffee? My coffee Your rum. Coffee you watch three sheets of Java rum. Java rum, huh? Talk, well, do you care to talk a little bit about that? Is that something that's more, uh, I'm assuming, not fermented? I don't know. Oh, um, it's fermented. The coffee is? Yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I've never had anything like that. I've had uh, infused and I've had, uh, uh, well, basically, I guess coffee beans and shit infused afterwards. Yes, it's uh so it's a it's a rum recipe and I uh I replaced the water that I would add into the rum with coffee. Mm -hmm. Uh the coffee comes from a local coffee roaster here in Cock County uh called Snowbird Mountain Coffee. Really, really great folks are the one that's opening this big coffee store just down on the next block, and they've got a little coffee trolley in town and Super, super good folks that, that it's the coffee is their deal. And the original, when I said, because Lord said, I want something that's unique. Mm -hmm. So Raven and I are talking about, she's like, I want you to make a coffee rum. She goes, you make a really, really good rum. I was like, man, you know, I was like, uh, I don't know if I can get coffee to ferment because the acid is so high in coffee. And uh, there is a yeast. It comes from Lavlin. I want to say it's called a DC-10. I think is what it's called. But it's a really high acid grape yeast for making wine. And it will ferment the coffee. And so I'll tell you who else makes a really good coffee rum. And that's Amanda from the show. Uh, she does it a little different than I do. She and I had a lot, had a really good, cool conversation about how we do our coffee rum. She makes rum, and then she adds coffee to it, 
and distills that, and I ferment on the coffee. Okay. Interesting. But she makes a really kick-ass coffee run, too. Hell, yeah. That's one thing I've never been a huge fan of is coffee. But uh, here lately, I've been trying to – We know where I stand. <laughs> it doesn't matter how good it is. He don't like it. Hey, Dom, no, He'll appreciate like the alcohol in it prior to the, and then, I cannot the coffee being down. good. Uh, but, uh, not my yeah, I mean – Speaking of coffee, uh, I did watch, I believe, was it one last week, but maybe the week before. Apparently, the uh, coffee liquor is new. No one's heard of it before. <laughs> not, not, not here to press any buttons or anything, but I just know. Well, you know, that. you know, well, you know man, uh, that's uh, that's not the first time it. You know, I don't watch the show anymore. I, they don't get they don't get no love off of me. Uh, it's probably the same person uh, that that has nobody's ever done this before. When he's went and copied nope. somebody else's shit. Nope, it's not the same nope. one. Believe it or not, it's not the same really? one. I, I I gotta give him that. It's not the same one. But uh, like you say, you don't really watch the show a whole lot anymore. Um, it's kind of funny you say that because I really don't watch Mo or Master Distiller anymore, and it's not because of choice. It's because they don't show it on Discovery Plus anymore, and I don't have cable. But they show Moonshiners on there for whatever reason. So, yeah, I don't know. So if somebody else different made coffee and had never heard anybody making coffee. Mm -hmm. So did they ferment on the coffee? Uh, I don't know. They didn't. I don't think so. Did no? They didn't. No, this, you're you're the first time I've heard anybody ferment on the coffee. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Like I'm so intrigued by it. You know, I, I want to try it, even though I know I'm not gonna like it. I would still want to try it. <laughs> it's because man, I'm, I'm so intrigued by. He's always in on trouble. This guy's always in trouble doing dumb shit, hurting himself. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> now that could be me. <laughs> so so th this coffee rum, like whether it's in a jar or like in the legal bottle, man, when you pop that lid, the first thing you smell is coffee. Like it's like you're getting ready to take a drink of a cup of coffee. And the the front of it on your tongue, it's a definite coffee flavor. And then there's a rum finish on the that's interesting because huh. I'm going to have to dig into some coffee because I've been trying. So I generally don't drink coffee, but um, at work, <clears throat> I started a new job here since October. Uh, but she's like, I'm going to get you drinking coffee. I'm going to get you drinking coffee. So at first it was sugar uh, and uh, creamer. So finally, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Just give me a black coffee. And not necessarily because I like it. I'm just trying to cut the sugar out of it. Right. <laughs> so, but, and you know the thing: if you start with black coffee, you never know what you're missing with the cream and sugar. That's true, because you actually miss a lot. I mean, as far as flavor, it just you you don't get the bitterness, obviously, with the sugar. Right. You know, but y'all are speaking Chinese to me. 
<laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about over here. <laughs> I don't care what you do to it. <laughs> it's all the same, isn't it? <clears throat> now I will I will tear up some coffee cakes. You know, they don't taste like coffee. It's just cinnamon and sugar. I will, as many as you can give me, I'll eat all of them. <laughs> but I wash it down with some milk. That's <laughs> <Glass of> milk. <laughs> Jesus. So you walk. Tell tell everybody. Uh, just kind of give them an idea about what's going on with your store. I know you said something about a little bit of the granary side, but talk yeah, tell, about the, what your wife's got going we get on. Out of here. Yeah. So uh, we're at two hundred five East Broadway in Newport, and it's an artist co-op, and they've adopted a model that really nobody else is doing. Uh, an artist comes in, they rent a space. When an artist sells an, one of their items, that artist keeps all of their money. They're paying up front and renting a space, mm-hmm. and it's not like it's consignment where the co-op's keeping 40% and the artist is getting 60 It's the artist gets all of their money, which is nice. really, really cool. Uh, and there's everything from jewelry, uh, some canned stuff from Smoky Mountain Stoned, uh, so moonshine pickles, moonshine jellies, moonshine jams, moonshine candies, uh, and then some of her artwork because she's a she's a wonderful artist too. Uh, I didn't really know that about Chris, uh, but she's a, a really really good artist. Uh, I knew she made all kinds of the good stuff, the candies <laughs> and the jellies and all that. Yep. I knew she did all that. Uh, there's folks that make blankets, quilt type things that make clothes that makes pottery <coughs> yeah there's a little bit of everything paintings drawings pretty much any type anything that you could vision as art uh there's something about it here interesting oh yeah man that's cool as hell man, i'm really excited having having this has been raven's dream for a long time and uh, it was just so happened this building became available at a doable rate. And uh, now it's on. Nice. <laughs> Good luck, man. It's, yeah. It's nice when everything falls in, the, in the, the way you need it to be. You know, it all happens for a reason. So, Well, it's, it's nice when you have people supporting not corporate shit. Right. You, yeah. you can come by uh, – a Mother's Day present instead of going to freaking Walmart. Yeah. In case y'all don't know, I am anti-Walmart. I, I know my mom would like anything with moonshine in it, so that <laughs> works out great. Moonshine mm. shirt? Yeah, it don't fucking matter. No, no, she, she wants it in the jar. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for her. <laughs> lucky, lucky for her, she did. She, her son knows a guy. Phil's <laughs> <laughs> oh, about awesome. to be busy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, shit. Well, I well, think we've uh, kept everybody here long enough. Um, Ewok, you know, we we're uh, privileged and honored for you to join us this evening and tell us some stories and tell us about yourself. It was, you know, I, I felt privileged, man. And, and like I said, I I knew I, I knew it. I seen you on that show. I love that show. I wish they had never canceled it. 
Um, yeah, man, you know, there's a crazy story of that. I, I'll give it to you real quick if you'd like what happened to it. Hey, we, we stick around as long as it takes for a good story. So, uh, <laughs> It had nothing to do with the ratings. Our ratings were actually very good. Uh, they Our second season, they even put us on Monday nights up against WWE Monday Night Raw, mm -hmm. which is the most watched show on Monday nights as long as there's not the NFL on. Yep. Uh, our demographic would watch Raw also. We were still the third most watched show on a Monday night. And the season before, we were on Thursday nights, and we were the most watched show on Thursday night. Back a little bit, though. So anyway, uh, a new executive came in at A&E, and she sent an email to the production team, which the production team probably violated things of theirs by sharing said email with us. And I'm not going to say that it's verbatim, but pretty damn close. What the email said was, I do not give a damn how good the ratings are. I am tired of watching rednecks run around in the woods with guns. I am pulling the show. Oh man! No shit. Yep. That's what. That's what we want. We want rednecks with guns in the woods. <laughs> you know, like. I don't know. Yep. Well, you know, and I hate to bring this up. Um, love Donnie and Teresa. Love them. You know, good people. A lot of people don't know this, but you know, well, obviously they do know they were filming, right? Well, the next one or the next season they were filming. What they wanted to do, because Donnie has this tradition on his stills that he builds, he puts the penny with a date on it of the year that he builds it. Mm -hmm. Right? So <clears throat> what he was wanting to do in the woods, Teresa was going to have a gun, and she was going to accidentally misfire and shoot the still, and he was going to fix it with a penny. Well, all of a sudden, that eh, wasn't a good idea. They didn't want guns nowhere around. And hopefully... You know, Donnie, don't call me here in about an hour yelling at me about this story, but they uh, didn't do it for certain reasons. Well, you know, man, they really, really shit on Donnie and Teresa. Oh, yeah. Donnie's wanting on here, and, and we're going to put him on here, but we're, we're going to wait a little bit to get a few others because hopefully they're not going to, you know, strong arm these people that, you know, might be um, signed. <laughs> Under contract, not to be on here after that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, hey, if any of them was listening to me, that may happen anyway. Should <laughs> eh, well, happen. I, I didn't take it easy on her. Nah, ain't no sense. Yeah, you're right. You know, you earn, you yep. earn your, you earn your position. So that's what it oh, is. Absolutely. Yep. But anyway, brother, we appreciate you being on here. Um, and uh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, before we get out of here, man, I want to give a shout out to, uh, you know, we all got a buddy old Moonshiner Chad. He's, oh, yeah. uh, he's under the weather real rough right now. So just want to want to give a shout out to Moonshiner Chad, bro. We love you. We're thinking about you and we hope you get better, man. Yep. Yes, sir. Right on. I'm glad to see my son was on here checking it out. Yeah, it uh, I sent him a message and told him I was going to be on tonight. Nice. And, uh, We'll, we'll see what happens with him. He might be the, the next uh, big thing. He's, uh, he's smarter than he's smarter than his daddy. Uh, well, that don't take much. 
what was the name of that uh the documentary again we had somebody asking american that. heritage american heritage Amer uh, Amer uh moonshine and american heritage moonshine, american heritage check it out pick look it up on youtube um i'm sure you could go back and watch uh um, Appalachian Outlaws. I'm sure they got them episodes out there. Yep. Uh, they did. They're worth watching. They're real good. You're going to laugh your ass off when he's just paddling down the river, man. I won't ruin it more than that in case you don't know. <laughs> but anyways, man, we hope everybody has a great night. Thanks for hanging around. Um, we should be back Monday. Hopefully, we'll, we'll be back Monday. Uh, I, I don't know who the guest is. I never do. I wing it, so. Uh, hey, know. thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, I've been looking forward there. to this. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yep. I appreciate you, brother. Hey, anytime, man. We're going to have to do it again. A anytime, you just let me know. Maybe Sounds we do good. a deal where Van and I are on at the same time. Yeah. Well, see, I want, I want Van on, and if that's possible, I'd love to have that happen. Right on. So, yeah, man. Yeah. I'd like to be on, because Van and I got some stories, too, so, you know. We like That's, stories. What That's what everybody wants to hear, man. Yeah, we just want to hear right stories. Man. Like, yep. We, we want to not look at Sean and we want to hear stories. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't blame you. I can't blame you for not wanting to look at Sean. <laughs> I look better than I smell, apparently. <laughs> That's the damn look. truth. Yeah, but that's only slightly. <laughs> like, like, like an old wet dog. <laughs> all right, hey, Sean, don't lock, don't lock your keys in your car, all right? No, don't. Well, he'll lock him in a car or he'll take him with him. You know? All right, let's talk about this. He'll drive three hours away with <laughs> only keys to the house and no cell phone no, 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 service. No, no, no. Well, you're, I, know you're, I know what you're talking about. But anyway, so the first time that Jenny ever came down to Hillbilly Jam with me, that was was that the winter? Yeah, that was a winter, wasn't it? It was a winter jam. And uh, I can't remember what happened. She wanted me. Oh, I got. I bought something. I went to take it out to the car, and I'm out there. I'm like, "Fuck, door's locked." Come back in. She's like, "Well, you got the keys." I'm like, "Fuck." So, <laughs> I went out there. This was Saturday morning, you know. I went back out there. I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" I walked around, seeing him right in the fucking, right in the ignition. I'm like, Son of a bitch. Went back inside and I talked to Ewok. He's like, "Well, I got a triple A." <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what, in the middle of fucking nowhere, great dude called AAA, and the guy was here in, what, like 30 minutes? I mean, it was no time. Dude was here, unlocked the car, and got our keys back out, and we were back in there bullshitting. And then Sean locked him in again 15 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> if you have car keys, keep them away from Sean. <laughs> Man, that was one time I locked my keys in the car, and I bet you 15 years. But it was just an inconvenient place. But luckily, there was this little short guy that smelled like ass, <laughs> <laughs> and he helped the brother out. That's why we're always, here, man. no matter what, we're gonna help each other out. So that's right. That's how it goes. Anyway, well, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, hop off here. All right, y'all have so, a good night. Thanks for listening. Yep, you guys have Thanks a good night. In. Thanks for uh -huh. joining us, Ewok. Thanks for joining us, Sean. It was a great time. Anytime. Yep. See y'all in one week. Yes, sir. See y'all next week. Shine on. on. Shine on. <laughs> Shine on. <laughs>